Hiya. <laughs> You've reached the voicemail of uh, Review Without a Cost. Kidding. Hi. Welcome to Review Without a Cost, the, co- the podcast where I... <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is a wrong start. The podcast where I review movies and or TV shows and I pretend to know what I'm saying and or doing. Leave your message after the beep. Um, Welcome. This is not a voicemail. It is the podcast. You clicked on the right thing. I apologize for the delay. You might probably hear in my voice that I have been sick again. I know this last season, season two of this podcast has been basically me just sick, excusing, making excuses for not updating on time, for not uploading, for my voice, etc. Sipping medicine. Today is not going to be different. Um, my immune system is all over the place. Mm. But that's what November does to you. <laughs> anyway, today... Um, after popular demands, requests, and questions, I will be talking, I will be talking about The Crown season three, boy. Um, people were excited about me talking about The Crown because they started watching it and, um, I was in Germany when it came out. Um, so I forced my poor, beautiful boyfriend to watch it with me and he said he was okay with it, that he was really interested in it, but (sighs) he wouldn't have watched it by himself. So thank you to beautiful beautiful baby boy um that binge watched a few of the episodes with me um it aired the 17th of november in on netflix so you've had time to watch it haven't you and if you haven't watched it watch it because you know that later there's a spoiler zone and you don't want to be spoiled i'm going to be talking um in depth about some of the episodes and what is actually true, what actually happened, and what didn't, because, you know, say it with me, folks, that I'm a history nerd, and I love to know what really happened, and those articles where they talk about what really happened in the crown, or is the crown true, or this happened, I love me those articles, give it, give them to me through a tube, right in my arm, love me some historical accuracy, that's what I live for. Um, Before we get started, let's talk a little about what I've been up to, um, well, I was in Germany, like you heard, I was visiting my bo- my baby, and I saw my friends, which was really nice, um, I heard that the Victoria's Secret fashion show got cancelled, yes, to be fair, who the hell cares, I didn't miss it, I will not miss it, I have not missed it, I've never watched it, I never will, because a company that doesn't embrace all kind of bodies, every kind of individual, and now openly rejects this kind of, like, beauty is not for me and I hope not for my listeners but I mean I cannot do anything about it other than add like subliminal messages to the podcast so you, somehow I change your mind um, and I think I'm really happy with it whatever over it bye um if you like beauty um and you've heard of Glossier it's uh it has a pop-up shop in London I was there the second day after it opened, there was a queue, but it was like you'd be, you really didn't have to wait that long, and it's beautiful. They had this wallpaper done. I think it's like, um, custom made for Glossier. It's really beautiful. So if you live in London and you want to check it out, the Glossier's pop up shop is in Covent Garden in Flower Street. There's no way you're gonna miss it. There's always a queue of people out there. There's a beautiful man who opens the door for you. Really nice security guard. Uh, when I was leaving the shop, I completely forgot that this guy was supposed to open the door for me. And I was just going to open it myself. And he was like, no, no. I do that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sexualizing him at all. I mean, <laughs> he was really nice. That's all. You know, it, all it takes is for a man to be nice to me. And I'm all over. Yeah, I'm halfway there. You know what I mean? Um, then another thing I've been watching a lot is... A lot of 90s movies and 2000s I've watched. If you want to hear some of the titles that I've been watching, I've watched The Bone Collector with Denzel Washington and Angelina Jolie, which is like a thriller. I watched The Game. I talked about it on my Insta stories um, last week with um, Michael Douglas, directed by David Fincher. I've watched a bunch of Harrison Ford. Um, I looked at um, some actors like filmography once in a while and I realized that Harrison Ford plays in a few movies an innocent man who's accused of something that he didn't do and he has to prove his innocence while he runs away from the police that's um a very interesting theme that reoccurs in Harrison Ford um filmography in this TED talk I will (laughs) (coughs) 
I will not. Let Harrison Ford be alone. I watched a remake of Sabrina with Harrison Ford in it. To be fair, the casting is pretty good. I was really happy with it. I had never really completely seen it. And I'm not mad at it. I mean, I know it's not um, the Audrey Hepburn one, but it does its job. It doesn't pretend to be just exactly like it. It's kind of cute. It's kind of cute. <laughs> okay, so I think we're ready. We're ready to talk about The Crown. We're not going to go into spoilers yet. We're going to talk about... Let's just take it easy. Let's take it slow. Nice and easy. Let me sip. So you can catch your breath. Because I'm pretty sure listening to this is so exciting. <laughs> um, let's talk about information about The Crown. Um, first of all, this, epi- this, this season... Jesus, I cannot even talk. This season has... How many episodes? Ten episodes. And I'm going to talk... Um, you know how I am a mess, don't you? You know. So I'm really going to talk a little bit about everything. Um, the Crown actually started... Was aired for the first time. 2016 is a Netflix production. But now we're talking about season three. And in season three, the big thing is that they recasted... Um, the cast. Duh. Um, and they put in older people. Like older actors or older looking at least. And I'm going to talk about the cast first because it's really important and it's great. Um, we have the Queen Elizabeth II. that uh, was originally played by Claire Foy. And it this time is played by Olivia Colman. Olivia Colman, you know her because she played um, Queen Anne in The Favourite and she won an Oscar for it. And she is also the stepmother kind of in Fleabag. She does an amazing job at that. Uh, she won an Academy Award for The Favourite, by the way. So she's been everywhere recently. Like, she is really famous at the moment. Very well um, very well thought of, you know. Everybody loves her. Everybody loves her. And she plays Queen Elizabeth. Then we have Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, who was previously played by Matt Smith. In this case, it's played by Tobias Menzies. That last name makes me think of, like, men's, like menstruation. But you go. To be as men's as you know, because he played in Outlander. He plays a guy who, in the past, is evil. Like, the purest of evil. In the future, he's kind of nice. He's the husband of Claire. Um, I mean, at least in the first seasons. I don't know if she marries uh, the other guy. I don't know. Um, one thing that troubled me with him is that Tobias is clearly a brunette. But he, they dyed his hair. Because, obviously, the Duke of Edinburgh is blonde. So, it just kind of looks a bit fake at the beginning. And he almost, it always kind of looks like he smelled a fart. <laughs> but um, you get used to it. And he does a very accurate representation of Duke of Edinburgh, actually. Uh, let's talk about it later. Princess Margaret, that was previously played by Vanessa, by Vanessa Kirby. And also won a BAFTA for that performance, I might add. Um, is portrayed in the third season by Elena Bonham Carter. You know her, she's... Um, Tim Burton, or was, because they divorced, uh, Tim Burton's muse, she was in every Tim Burton movie ever, she was also in the Fight Club, playing Marsha, I believe is the name of the, the character, so you know her face, you know, what's her face, <laughs> um, Anthony, Lord Snowdon, basically, Anthony, whatever, so the husband of Princess Margaret, I'm sorry for the real, um, guy that I just completely forgot the name of, <clears throat> Anthony, I just call him Anthony, <laughs> you know, very good friends call him Anthony or Tony. Tony in the show, basically. Tony is played by Ben Daniels in this season. But in the original, um, he got introduced in season two. And it's played by Matthew Good. Love that actor. Um, he's really sexy, at least I think so. <laughs> so I was really... I had a lot of opinions when this guy got casted. Because obviously I love Matthew Good. So I was like... Mm, 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 oh, mm, mm. <laughs> and for some reason I started doing the conga. Um by grunting and not being satisfied with the casting. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, oh my God. Do I have to continue? Well, these are the main ones. I'm not going to go into it. But that was basically the big changes that happened this season. And then, obviously, the children got older. So we have Prince Charles and Prince Anne. Prince Charles displayed my my beautiful baby boy. That sounds really weird that I say that because he's older than me and he's not my son. He's played by Josh O'Connor. He, you know Josh O'Connor because he played... How do I explain this? He played... Mm, 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 mm. 
in the in the movie God's Own Country, he stars in that, and then he's also. And what other movie has he been in? Oh, in the show Meet the Meet the Darrells. It's about a family who goes to Greece and they have to start all over of their future. So he plays the older brother. So he's been in not that many good things. I mean, no, it was amazing, sorry. Not that many big things, but with this new thing, with this The Crown, which is a huge production and a Netflix production, which immediately means a lot of exposure, um, then he's gonna it's gonna break through you know what I mean I'm so proud of him I follow him on Instagram and he's so nice he's the cutest and he's friends with a bunch of actors that always support each other's projects and stuff um so Joshua Connor plays Prince Charles and then Princess Anne is played by someone that I've never seen before and she does an amazing job um is played by I am googling this right now because I am that um Erin Doherty um Erin Doherty Jesus I'm not pronouncing that right at all um but yeah she does an amazing job she plays Princess Diana in this like kind of like rebel rebellious kind of way but at the same time like with a head on her shoulders you know what I mean like, she doesn't go crazy over anything. She keeps her shit together. Not like me. Or like, I don't know, most of the people in my life. And human people all over. Um. So yeah, these are the two big additions to the team. And then we have some pre- and prime ministers that are introduced throughout the season. But I'm not going to talk about them because they might be considered spoilers. Um. So that's basically a lot of information about it. I have been talking for 12 minutes. And I haven't even started the... The blah, the blah a review the fucking review peeps so i'm gonna go to the spoiler zone jesus christ it was this long and let's talk about the fucking crown okay all right hi if you made it this far congratulations you're the winner of this week's challenge sorry that was uh rupaul's drug race welcome to the spoiler zone spoiler zone spoiler zone whatever my throat cannot sing right now welcome to the spoiler zone we're gonna talk how it is now i've taken the liberty to do some research so we can check the facts and i can tell you mm -hmm, what is right and what is wrong the problem with the crown and that people have seen the crown are starting to wonder what is real, what is not real, what can I believe, what can I pretend to know at dinner parties, where people are like, I love the English monarchy, and then you're like, oh my god, I can't believe that time that President Johnson kissed Princess Margaret in that state dinner, that didn't happen, please don't tell people that um, that happened, because it didn't, so I'm just here to save your ass, and now that Christmas is coming, and you want to seem smart, and you want to use all that TV show knowledge that you acquired by watching the crown and other like period dramas you can use it and you can listen to the podcast and you can know what to keep to yourself and what to show off at parties with okay let's start with my opinion on the show and then we'll go closer zigzagging between what's real what's not real you know i'm a mess so strap on get settled call uh the butler ask for a service of tea for two tea for two tea for two tea for two tea for tea and use it down with me and let's talk a chat. Let's talk a chat. <clears throat> let's not have a talk. Let's not talk a little. Let's talk a chat. Because it's double the dose of chatting the talk. That didn't make sense. Okay, so basically, I did enjoy this season. There was something a bit off. And people are tr- kind of saying that it's because Olivia Colman's performance was closer to imitating Claire Foy's performance as the queen. And not exactly acting as the queen herself you know some people criticize that i really didn't notice that to be fair i'm not gonna pretend that i saw that it didn't bother me I, it just bothered me that she wasn't that much on screen but you gotta admit she's a bit older now and the things that she had to deal with they're not always gonna be like oh my god my husband cannot deal with me being a queen my husband might be having an affair i mean we love those dramas mm, love it cannot have enough Ooh, infidelity <laughs> but i can I cannot watch two, four seasons or three seasons of the show with the same kind of timeline 
So it's just, they had to move it to the younger people for that kind of romantic drama. And the queen has to deal with grown-up bullshit. She's a queen. She has tough things to do, like we all do. She has a job, and apparently she's not being paid enough. Also, they say in this season. Let's just say that this show, is this season, is basically more focused, or I had the impression, on Charles and Anne's story. So Prince Charles and Prince Anne, that's basically what it's based on. You're not going to like this, I know. But Camilla is introduced. The actress who plays it, I'm real, I feel really sorry for her because I just don't I just don't like her, but I'm pretty sure it's because she plays Camilla. I now, I don't want to get in tr- trouble with anybody of um the royal family or anything, but I just don't like Camilla um the wife of oh my god, should I say this? I live in the UK. Will it come for me? I hope not. Um, <coughs> um, well, Camilla, I don't enjoy her. <laughs> I don't enjoy her. I don't like her as a person. The things I've heard, the documentaries I've watched, um, what went on with Princess Diana. I've watched this documentary. It's really good. I recommend it. Diana, in her own words, where she explains the whole situation. And that's why I'm not a big fan of Prince Charles and Camilla. Because um, they were... I don't want to insult anybody, but fucking kidding me? You're fucking kidding me? Anyway, so I wasn't the biggest fan, and when they introduced the the romance between Camilla and Charles, they do introduce it. I just didn't know. I didn't know how I would take it, but I will tell you how I took this whole thing. So Camilla's played by Emerald Fennel. Emerald Fennel, God bless her. I'm so sorry. It must have been so tough to have taken such a role that's hated by so many people. Um, well, she plays Camilla Shand, obviously, and they trying to make it seem like they were in love and that the crown and the royal family stopped them from being together and that Charles is in love with her and that he never wanted to marry somebody else, that the crown was to blame, blah, blah. Like I said, the show is not really accurate. We don't know if that's what happened, but it's, it's the way, like, it's just the way they didn't marry back in the day they married later you do know that prince charles and camilla are married now i hope you know that it's not a spoiler it's real life she does marry andrew parker bowels bowels bowls i don't know some i we don't care about him anyway he married camilla well in this show they're forced to marry because i mean they're together throughout the whole thing but camilla has a little bit of fun with prince charles because they're in an open relationship, or I don't know what kind of... They don't specify it. But eventually the crown, like the royal family, forces Camilla and Andrew Parker, Bowles or Bowles, or whatever his fucking name is, to get married. And that's uh, how Camilla becomes uh, becomes Camilla Parker Bowles. Or Bowles, <laughs> we'll never know. Mystery like any other. So Prince Charles is single and sad, and it's all to blame because the royal family did it to him. Boo-hoo-hoo. Now, if you were excited to see princess diana in the third season he's she's not there she's not there do you know that song um she's not gonna be there so don't expect her to apparently so at the same time as this thing is happening with camilla and andrew parker bowls or bowels the mystery continues um andrew parker you know who has also an affair with princess anne they show that in the show and you might think that is a lot of drama that cannot be real well, indeed, Princess Anne did have a kind of relationship with Andrew Parker, who you know whom. Uh, but it it's not clear if it happened at the same time as Prince Charles and Camilla were having a thing. So it is kind of like a square triangle, weird with siblings involved. But it was it's not clear if it's in real life. They it's all happening at the same time, you know. In the show, it is, but we don't know if it happened. Like the timing was right, but it is true they did have a thing. It's all in the family. <laughs> Creepy. Okay, so while I was yelling at the screen and my poor boyfriend was just dealing with it, while I was yelling at Camilla and Charles, obscenities I will not repeat because I am a lady. I'm a fucking lady, okay? I'm not going to repeat what I said. Uh, We have a bunch of stuff happening as well. We have Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, having a midlife crisis. As a female, a young female woman, a young female woman? Jeez, double. Uh, as a young woman, I don't care about midlife crisis of old 
middle-aged men. But yet, here I am. Yet, I watched it. I watched the whole thing. That was a tough episode to watch, to be fair. So, Prince Philip is obsessed with the moon landing. Now, I made this joke earlier today, but I will do it again. He's obsessed with the moon landing. You know, the one in 1969, I think. If they even landed on the moon. (laughs) It's even real? I don't know. Another mystery. You know, that loser thinks it happened. So anyway, he's, um, don't cover me, it's a joke. Um, <laughs> Prince, uh, Prince Philip is obsessed with the moon landing. <coughs> and there he's watching on television, like the whole family. And then the astronauts go to the victory tour and they go to Buckingham Palace. And the Duke of Edinburgh has a boner for the astronauts. And it's like, yo, let's meet privately. I'll have a bunch of questions. So when they meet, he's kind of like underwhelmed. Because they were not the kind of men that he thought the astronauts were. And then he realizes, oh, I have a midlife crisis because my mom died. Yes, his mom died. We are introduced to his mom in this, Prince uh, Alice. Prince Alice was part of royalty and then she was accused. Well, she was accused. That's not true. She got diagnosed with schizophrenia or with like um, some other mental disorder, mental health problem so he got he she got sent to like a sanitarium or like an asylum to get better electroshock they um did horrible things to her body blah 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 anyway she um she ended up in greece and she was she turned into you know a nun because she always had religion right there to help her and that is all true that did happen princess alice did suffer a lot of those things and she was put through horrible things but in an episode of the show, she gets interviewed by the Guardian, uh, by an in by an in what's that called, by a journalist that um roasts the crown in a few in like a few instances in that same episode, and they invite him over to Buckingham Palace to interview Princess Anne, and like I said, Princess Anne being a mood, being amazing, being independent yet gorgeous yet rebel, like oh my god everything, she stages um so that the journalist has to interview Princess Anne which is her grandma and she gets interviewed and then she tells the world how she was mistreated but she persevered and how she's the best and then then the journalist like oh we have a saint in the royal family blah 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 that didn't happen she never got interviewed by this guy in the guardian that article was never written so that you know Again, for your Christmas party, don't go like, oh my god, did you hear about blah blah blah? And the interview that she did to, it didn't happen, so don't try and go around. Any, um, another thing that was introduced in the crown a lot were national disasters. Uh, introduced, I mean, they happened, so they, in the first seasons, were like the fog that happened in London, where people died and there was a bunch of accidents. And in this season, we have the horrible disaster of Avervan. Avervan, Avervan, that happened, I think, in Wales. I mean, I don't know if it's the north or the south, where some coal just fell on a top on top of a school in a few houses, and obviously the children all um died, and a few people that lived in those houses died as well. It was a horrible disaster, and the queen in the show takes about a week to get there because she's not sure if she should go, because. She says she's not sensible enough, and she if she goes there and doesn't cry, people are going to think she's a cold stone bitch. There's nothing wrong with being a cold stone bitch, but if you are the queen, you're supposed to feel sympathy for your um for your people. And, well, some people cannot cry in public. Some people need their intimacy. And at the end of the episode, you do see the queen just crying by herself, just a little bit. So she she does feel for them. She is empathetic. It's just that in front of cameras, you got to fake it a little bit. <laughs> that sounds like a porn star uh, line. In front of cameras, you have to fake it a little bit. <laughs> I don't know how it jumped from a horrible disaster that happened in Wales to a porn star line. But that's how I am. Welcome to Review Without a Cause. So it, it introduces that national disaster, which is horrible. Um, and then... Another thing that I was really excited about this season was the fashion because it's more the 60s, 70s inspiration. Love me that. Give me some of that. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm. And I was really disappointed, but to be fair, it's really accurate uh, about the wardrobe of the queen. Now we know. Listen, Lizzie. 
Lizzie, baby, I love you so much. Girl, you know, yes, we're still on for tea on Sunday, but your fashion sense or whoever styles your clothes is not very good. The outfits this woman wears, seriously, thank God we have our beautiful Princess Margaret to keep up the torch and keep everybody up. Also, Princess Anne, because, oh my God, she's also Anne and she's young and she can wear whatever. And she apparently used to enjoy really short skirts, which um, the Queen Mother, so the mother of Queen Elizabeth II, wasn't really a fan of. Because obviously if your granddaughter is going to royal tours and wearing mini skirts as part of the royal family, you're not very happy. Uh, But Princess Margaret, back to her, that outfit, those diamonds that she wears, those, that eyeliner that she constantly has on is like, girl, you don't stop slaying. Elena Bonham Carter has never looked that elegant, in my opinion. She's played a bunch of roles. Most of them, they're all, like, period roles. Like, a bit not from the 20th century, but, like, younger and, like, older than that. Where she's, like, with long dresses, Edwardian times, blah, blah, blah. But the 50s really suit her. I really think it's a very nice um, era, like, the, 90, uh, the 90s, the 50s and 60s, with her eyeliner, with her beautiful graphic dresses they're so loud when she goes with that tour with her uh husband tony that i don't know the whole name of again sorry and she is wearing a different outfit in every in every city i was just so blessed so much goodness Mm-mm. so much goodness talking about that tour you know that in that tour they were gonna end up in washington uh no sorry they were going to new york because tony i don't know the full name had a book that he had published, he's a photographer, don't forget it, and he was going to introduce the book, you know, in a big party, I don't know what people do, and Princess Margaret wanted to be there for her husband, but the queen was like, yo girl, we need you to go to Washington and, I guess, seduce, no, I talk to President Johnson and be like, girl, we need, I mean, don't talk to the president like that, but girl, we need money, help, <laughs> don't you mind, send me some money, SAP, thanks, <clears throat> and even though Princess Margaret wants to be there for her husband, she ends up going to Washington like a champ. And obviously dressed amazingly. And when she gets there, she like forgets all the suggestions, all the rules that the Queen and the Crown has giving her. Like, be nice, don't talk about Kennedy, which was the prior president, because Johnson was the vice president Um, when Kennedy was, you know, in office and then the horrible thing happened and then Johnson was immediately um the president that happened I think he got he got uh, officially made president in a plane because it all happened really fast uh but yeah so they didn't want to talk about Kennedy in the presence of Johnson because it was a touchy subject obviously and they were like you have to be demure you have to be sincere you have to be respectful but in the show, she's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to talk about Kennedy. I'm going to dance around. I'm going to say dirty things. I'm going to kiss Johnson on the lips. Like I said before, none of that happened. That didn't happen. Thank God. Can you imagine? Well, maybe. And they didn't want to tell us. But no, it didn't happen. Technically, there's no evidence that Johnson and Princess Margaret had a lot of fun dancing and kissing and dancing and kissing and joking and cursing they didn't i have to drink some um some coffee wait a minute <sighs> thanks cheers thank you for your patience <clears throat> it really is a lot <sighs> oh my god okay um and let's talk about what else is real and what else is not real because i wrote down some stuff because i am a professional and no i'm not being paid for this <laughs> Um, now I did mention that Anne really had a little affair with Andrew Parker Bowles or Bowles or whatever, you know who, with Andrew, and that was covered in the show, but some people did criticize the show because of the things that they chose to to show, so the show is supposed to take place between 1964 and 1977, that is the biggest span of time that this series has ever shown. Um, and it does, I mean, it covers most of the 60s and stuff, uh, and stuff, 
nice. And it ends in 1977. What happened in 1977, I believe that was some year, uh, is that Queen Elizabeth had um, her silver, silver jubilee. And that's how basically the season ends. But in 1977, there was another big thing that happened but was not depicted in the show. And Peter Morgan, the creator of the show, has already been vocal about it and has said that he didn't choose to include it because there's, there wasn't enough space. And he wanted to focus, I guess, on the fucking midlife crisis from Duke of Edinburgh for a whole fucking episode. Peter, your white middle-aged man side is showing. I didn't care for that, but maybe it was important. I don't know. Basically, Anne, Princess Anne, it was an attempt of kidnapping her. That did happen, but it wasn't shown in the show. And it's I don't think it's going to be shown in season four. Maybe it will. Maybe they will, like, back paddle. But it wasn't shown, and people were kind of confused, because why would you include a whole bloody episode of Duke of Edinburgh suffering from midlife crisis and watching television and not include the attempt of a kidnapping of a royal? Maybe, I mean, I'm sure they had their reasons, but it wasn't included. Some people were really confused about it. Now, a thing that happened in the first episode started with a lot of action already. The first episode introduces... The first prime minister of the season. I say the first because there's more than one. But Harold Wilson, played by Jason Watkins, uh, is elected as prime minister. And the queen is not really sure how to feel about Wilson because the last prime minister that she had, I mean, she knew them, basically Churchill. She knew him since she was little. And he helped her become the queen that she is. And actually, we see them talking because um, Prime Minister, well, ex-Prime Minister Winston Churchill has had another stroke. He did have a number, um, like a number of strokes throughout a couple years. And but that one, the one that they show is kind of like the last one. Now, why is it important that I tell you that he had a bunch of strokes in the in a while in a many many years is because he had enough time listen up how extra is this between stroke and stroke while he was just chilling and trying to be alive he organized his own funeral he helped organize his own funeral which is the most winston churchill thing i've ever heard and he helped i don't know set everything up so it wasn't a coincidence that when they say that he passes, he passed away, everything was really well organized already because they always thought that he was going to, you know, every time he had a stroke, everybody was like, oh, we got to hurry up. We got to hurry up. And he was such a big man for England. He helped the country so much after the Second World War and he meant so much to the Queen that usually um, he got, we have to, do I have to sneeze? Oh, yeah. Wait, <coughs> this is a real podcast. I sneeze alive. It wasn't. It wasn't fake. <laughs> Again, porn, porn star line. It wasn't faked. Um, so he organized his own funeral. I'm sorry, and he had a big state funeral. And usually, I think the royals don't attend. Well, the queen doesn't, but obviously in this one she does, and you can see it in the show she does attend and she did indeed attend and she also broke protocol because she allowed um his family to go in before her i think before the queen herself or after the queen i think it's before when in reality you're the queen is supposed to come in first you know what i mean but she was like oh i'm gonna this family needs to see this man with privacy or they need to be the first ones to see him so she broke protocol and let the family go first, which is really nice of her, I believe, I think. But that I don't know if that was shown in the show. Anyway, back to the first episode. This all happens in the first episode, by the way. Um, so that you're kind of oriented. But to be fair, if you've seen it, you kind of know what I'm talking about. So in this, uh, in this first episode, she's kind of like, mm, who the hell are you to the new prime minister? I've already explained why she was like, mm, Churchill has been with me for so long. And now this guy is here. Harold, what kind of name is that? I'm sure the Queen didn't roast the name of the Prime Minister, but in my version, the Queen did. And there's a bunch of rumors that says that Wilson is a Russian spy that's working and trading secrets and is gonna try to turn, like, put away the monarchy, blah, 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 blah. So she's kind of like wary, wary of that. We also see a bunch of people that work part of the royal family, like people that work for the art department. 
like um what's his name great can't believe i didn't write down um didn't i write down anthony blunt thank you so much so anthony blunt was the i think it's like the chief of the queen's pictures something that's really funny because the queen and her family has have never been really into art but we you see him in the show and he's the one who tells her you know i'm sure this man is not really a russian spy i'm sure the prime minister you know he's older now i'm sure he has like his head on his shoulders i don't, i think it's gonna be fine and obviously she's like yeah you know what why wouldn't i believe you random man that shows up and is in my castle and lives well my, my palace and lives with me we're basically neighbors and you're part of my royal family so why shouldn't i believe you well why shouldn't she believe him because he was a russian spy what ba-bam what what record scratch what yes anthony bland the chief of the queen's pictures or whatever his title is was a russian spy all along what yes And it got discovered because someone in America um, was like, yo, this happened. And there's someone in the royal family, in the higher up in the royal family, who is a Russian spy. And it turns out that was Anthony Blunt and not the prime minister, the poor Harold Wilson, who, even though he had been approached by um, Russia a few times, he never cracked. He was always like, nope, I love my country Bye-bye. But in the case of Anthony Blunt, I guess, he was easier to convince. So Anthony Blunt, believe it or not, well, you've seen the show, you know what happens. But they cover it up, so Anthony Blunt keeps working in his in his position until, I guess, he fucking retires when he's 75 years old. I know, just because they didn't want the people to know that the security was faulty, a little bit. So it's kind of like, let me think. I'm trying to think of a really clever slash funny metaphor that I can use in this occasion. Oh, yes, I see. So, right, okay. You are kid- you're kidnapping a baby. No, you're taking care of a baby and you have permission to do so. You have not kidnapped the baby. You're taking care of a baby and suddenly, for some reason, you... <laughs> I don't know what to say. I really don't know. Um... Okay, you drop a bunch of lemon juice on its head and he turns blonde. And then you tell the parents that it's normal that the children are blonde and that everything's fine. And where am I going with this? And then years later, turns out the kid is brunette now. What happened? Why was he blonde before? No, it's a very bad one. Forget that one. Forget it. Um, we're back to it. Anthony Blunt got covered up. He he retired and lived a good life, you know what I mean, made enough money, obviously the queen was like, no fam, no bruv, I'm not gonna see you, and if they had like a family dinner, well they didn't, I'm pretty sure, she did not sit next to him, and started like, shading him, like, are you really wearing that, or have you done anything with your future, or are you still looking for a job, or do you have a boyfriend, or so, how many girlfriends do you have? You know, the typical, your family asks questions in Christmas that you don't want to fucking answer. And they go for the juggler. Like, they're really, really aggressive. That's what happened. That's probably what happened. They were like, mm-hmm, I see. So, have you been to Russia? Um, They were probably like that in the dinner table. And it got uncovered when Margaret Thatcher was like, yo, bitch, this happened. And it got uncovered in 1979. So many, many years later, the public found out about Anthony Blunt, and that was it, basically. Then we have a different storyline at the end of the season that appeared out of nowhere, because at the end of the season, we were all talking about Prince Charles and how he was the Prince of Wales. He gives this beautiful speech in Welsh, and he changes the end, or he adds a little part, and that wasn't supposed to happen, but obviously the queen is like, yeah, it was planned. Mm-hmm. Like with Anthony Blunt, everything you gotta, the appearances are very important. They're basically the Kardashians. Oh my God. Uh, Jesus Christ, that comparison was disgusting. Um, It's not proven that he added the part of the speech. It wasn't proven that he was like, oh my God, I love Will so much. I'm gonna add that little text at the end that was never proven. So again, don't add it. Don't mention it in Christmas parties to seem smarter.
you are smart enough. Like, what do you gotta, what do you gotta do it like that? You're smart enough. Stop putting yourself down. You talk about anything you want. You can talk about the crown. You can talk about what cheese you like. You can talk about how sparkling water is just weird sometimes. <laughs> you can talk about your hair. You can talk about the most basic subjects. You don't have to pretend to to be someone you're not. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, we have this whole storyline of the Prince Charles trying to adapt to Wales, which I think was really nice. But that should have been that should be turned into a movie, if I may say so myself. It was really nice, and I'm sure it could have been it could have being observed much closer in a better detail but well it was a nice episode and but then at the end of the season it changes completely to out of nowhere margaret's problems like it just looks like it's building up to there's princess diana but no they throw margaret there at the end which is okay because princess margaret was the first royal to divorce of the royal family after henry the eighth and Catherine of Aragon, obviously, you know the story. That's how um, that's how the Queen of England got formed, because he wanted to bang Anne Boleyn. Yeah, yeah, you're familiar. Wait, I got a drink. So yeah, Henry the Eighth divorces. Time passes, centuries, whatever. And then Margaret, Princess Margaret, is like, I don't like this photographer husband of mine no more, and she's the second royal to ever divorce. So she she divorces eventually Anthony. You don't see it in such words in the show, but they do divorce. Um, he is having an affair with a younger girl. Cliche. Anthony, really? Being a photographer, I thought you'd be more fucking original. Fuck you, Tony. I'm glad I don't know your full name. Well, we cannot talk much about Tony because Princess Margaret also cheated on him with a guy named Roddy. His full name is... Something that I'm trying to find. Roddy Llewellyn. Roddy Llewellyn. This is one of those names. How am I supposed to do Don't they know that a Spanish girl is just trying to pronounce his names in her podcast that she does in English? Don't they have a little bit of pity? So Roddy, anyway, was, um, he's a gardener. And he comes from a family of athletes. And they meet in, I think they meet in Scotland. But in the show is a bit different. I don't know. And she has an affair with him, and then they go to some island, deserted, but paparazzis appear, a wild paparazzi appears. Yeah, there was a Pokemon reference. I am that nerdy. And and they take pictures of them, and then the press finds out, and then it's a scandal. Oh, my lord. Oh, Princess Margaret is banging Roddy, Llewellyn, or whatever his last name is. Crazy. It turns out in the show, they have a weird dynamic. Princess Margaret and his her husband... Tony, actually, I love him, I love, it doesn't matter, I love the actor who played him in season two, anyway, Tony, real life Tony, Uh, they have this weird dynamic where they enjoy being angry at each other, and they enjoy insulting each other, because it turns them on, that's a thing, that's a kink, we don't kink shame in this podcast, hi, welcome to Review Without a Cause, and today, you know what to do, don't kink shame anybody, if you know, what do we always say in Review Without a Cause, don't kink shame anybody. Yes. Thank you for listening. Bye. Um, so basically, they have this weird dynamic. So they get angry at each other and they're really toxic for each other. That's a very good word for it, actually. They're toxic for each other. He's gone all the time. She drinks and goes to parties and is too loud, which is fine. I'm loud. I'm Spanish. Deal with it. And I don't know. It's a horrible relationship. She's not happy. He is consuming her. And there's a part... I don't know if it's this in this episode, I think so, where Princess Margaret goes to talk to her mom or is talking to her mom and Queen Elizabeth and the mom says, you have to make sure that he doesn't consume you, which is such a good advice because men consume you sometimes. Don't you hate it when men consume you? Yes, I do, actually. <laughs> I just thought of like cannibal boyfriend <laughs> that like chops your arm and just eats you. Oh, it puts you in a milkshake. And then it's like, don't you hate it when your boyfriend consumes you? Because actually eating you. Jesus Christ, where's my brain at? You know? Anyway, so they do a divorce and she starts this relationship with Roddy. Roddy doesn't, well, in the show, he doesn't know how well to behave. I don't know, around 
a princess and Princess Margaret are all the same. There was a bit of a difference. She is eight years old. Oh, she is eight years old. Princess Margaret suddenly turned into a uh, child, eight years old. It's illegal. He got uh, sent to jail, and that's the end. Now, she was eight years older than him. So, you know, a little cougary moment. But we know we stand it. We love it. Be happy. If it's consensual, you go, girl. And they were together. Oh, no, wait, wait a minute. There was, there was more of distance between both of them. More than eight years, I think. But they stayed together for eight years. In the show, they put it like, oh, Roddy, he cute. I like it. Let me leak that. Like Lizzo says. I don't know. I just want to freak you. In the sh- in the song Boys, you know, so they were together for eight years. In the show, it just looks like he's like bye, like Roddy's like you know what, you and your husband are bunkers, you're toxic for each other, and he's clearly consuming you, not in a cannibalistic kind of way, but he's clearly consuming you, and then he leaves. But actually, they stay together for eight years, so we're gonna see more of Roddy in the next season. Roddy is played by Harry Treadaway. Harry Treadaway has done a few British things, by the way. You know him. He's been. <coughs> Jesus, he's been in Penny Dreadful playing Victor Frankenstein. He has been in the show Cape Wrath. She's been in Lady Chatterley's Lover from 2015. He doesn't play the lover. He just plays the guy who gives a hammer. There's the description, literally, it says, man who gives a hammer to Meller at the game. So, that's great. He's also in the show Mr. Mercedes. He's going to be in the Star Trek Picard TV show that's going to be premiered in 2020. I'm pretty sure I've seen him in other things that are not included here. But I guess I'm just ahead of IMDb. And he's he looks really like handsome in the show. I wouldn't consider him classically handsome. He is kind of, I don't know, a bit too small, I have the feeling. But he looks really hot in this. Like, mm, that 70s hair. He has, like, a very big sideburns and a lot of, like, necklaces. And, you know, if your man doesn't have big sideburns and gold chains, is he really the right, the right one? Is he really the one if he doesn't look like a 70s drug dealer i don't think so dump that man and find yourself some 70s looking drug dealer blow slash johnny depp cocaine pablo escobar moment because otherwise he's not the right one and <laughs> Jesus. oh my god um anyway that was a bunch of things that i just talked and it was a very long episode you guys asked for my opinion. Well, guess what? There it is. Whoops. There it is. Oh, my God. No wonder I gotta, I'm always sick of my throat. If I talk that much. Wait, let me. Oh, mama. Okay, I'm going to stop recording now. I'm going to go to, um, just a heads up. I'm going to be in Ghent. I'm going to drive tomorrow. And I'm going to be there until Saturday, so this is gonna come out today, which is Tuesday, uh, but I'm gonna not be back till Saturday, I don't think I will be uploading, maybe I will record, if I have time today, a little small episode to upload on Thursday, like usual, like a mini pod, mini episode, mini review, like I always do, maybe Celebrity 101, I don't know, you guys seem to enjoy that one, um, so maybe I'll have time to record another episode, but I have to pack and we're celebrating Friendsgiving in the house. Friendsgiving! Tell the people that you love them, okay? <laughs> if you learn anything from this episode, it's not about the what is real, the crown, what is not, who was a real Russian spy in the house of um, the crown in the 60s, did Mar- uh, Princess Margaret really kiss Prince President Johnson on the lips, blah, 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 blah. You learn that you gotta tell people that you love them, that you're grateful for them, that you're thankful and tell people you love them, because love is in the air. Love is in the air. Um. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to have time. I hope I am. But, you know, I love you guys. I really do. Um. I'm really happy. Now that we're talking about Friendsgiving, might as well talk about how grateful I am for this podcast. You guys are amazing. <laughs> I sound like every YouTuber. You guys are amazing. I can't believe I'm so lucky to do what I do. And earn a living out of it. I'm not being paid. But 
I really am so surprised by how many people are listening in so many weird close like places in the world. I don't know who is listening from Hong Kong or Denmark. Uh, to be fair, I've, I've, I don't understand how the second most popular, like the India is the second most popular destination where people listen to me from. I, I do not understand it. I appreciate it. But I don't understand it. I also want to say I'm sorry for the, most of my listeners to come from the United States and my accent and the ways that I just kick the dictionary very violently, make it bleed and make you, I'm pretty sure, cringe with my English. But thank you for listening anyway. Just a little thankful moment, you know, cute. We we love some thankful moment. So tell people you love them. If you don't love them, don't lie. Don't be that guy, you know what I mean? To get like a date or whatever, don't be like, don't go that hard. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for everybody. Shout out to the people in India. Jesus Christ, I don't know who I was right there. I got possessed by some some rock and roll star. I don't know. Thank you so much for listening. If you wanna reach out, reach out. You know, say how grateful you are to have me and my podcast. Thank you very much. You can find me on Instagram in my personal account at sarcastic dimples. You can go to my professional account on Instagram at review without a podcast. <sighs> Let me oof, grab. I just talk so much. Or you can write me an email at review without review without what review without a cause at gmail dot com. You can sponsor me at Patreon at patreon.com slash review without a cause. You don't need to, but you know, a little Christmas present. I gotta keep I gotta keep drinking my coffee. You know? Kidding. Don't seriously. Just give it to a charity or something. I'm pretty sure it's more important. Um, thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. And I'll see you guys. Um I'll tell you how it was in um Belgium where I'm gonna go see some friends. It's gonna be great. Eat some chocolate, get some waffles, so Stay hydrated. Love you guys. And now you can definitely pretend to know more about British royalty for the Christmas holiday when you're surrounded by intellectuals or pretend to be intellectual who buy just like glasses to look smarter. Yeah, those kind of assholes. You can beat them at their own game thanks to this episode. Okay, love you guys.